a lifetime of indoctrination. So busy fighting with each other that we never look up and realize we're getting fucked. We're the only one in the universe that has free will. We are born free and we will stay free. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Free Will. This is Tony Scardino. So I decided that we are going to start doing a Q&A at the end of each episode, a question and answer. And I'm going to have that as a highlight on my Instagram. And it's going to be a link. You can ask a question anonymously. And yeah, just ask away anything that we can answer on the pod. Cool to bring you guys in. I did post one yesterday. Got some questions. We are going to do the Q&A for the beginning of this episode because you'll see the question that I'm going to ask basically has everything to do with what we're leading into. It was a question regarding last week and it has everything to do with what I'm going to talk about this week. So I wanted to ask it in the beginning because it's a perfect question. Um, But first of all, I did get, I mean, a load ton of questions regarding this person i haven't really talked about this person and that is zerka i got questions like will you still have zerka on i'll for sure watch if you do uh why haven't you locked down zerka yet stuff like that so to address that yeah i mean free will is ready (laughs) whenever zerka's ready to come on i mean uh yeah it's all basically up to him we have open arms for for him but yeah it's just a matter of him reaching back out so that's the only comment i have on zerka i do like the content that we do together and i do think he has a lot of valuable things and ideas outside of all of the red pill uh blasphemy that goes on i think he has a lot of deeper cooler things that we could talk about on free will so yeah and then yeah i got a bunch of just like random questions that is whatever but it is because it's the first time i posted it so now that you know you guys know that you can ask questions we're gonna probably get more serious questions and i'm gonna you know push that out a little bit more throughout the weeks and getting more valuable questions but so we do have one other one that again absolutely loved for the intro to this episode for this week and it was your dimensions episode had me thinking about where our soul goes after death since heaven is sealed until christ returns you believe purgatory is real and considered a dimension as well question mark all right so dimensions regarding purgatory heaven and hell let's get into it Because I said last week that I was going to go more into the concept of evil and how I was saying that it is our perspective. Evil. I talked about how we have the mammal perception and how evil and good is really light and dark. And how it is necessary in order for our universe to survive. You need the darkness to create light. Let's get into evil. Where did Satan come from? I'm going to spitball some some ideas. They're going to sound a little out there, but just bear with me and it's going to sound pretty cool, pretty interesting stuff. Satan, Semiel, Satan is in connection to the word Saturn. As we all know, Lucifer is the light bearer 
and he is known to hold the knowledge, the truth of God. That is because God made Lucifer one of the covering cherubs. Along with Michael, Gabriel, these are all unique angels of God. A covering cherub is a guardian, a protector. It is one to save the holiness. The covering cherubs are the ones who get God's information first. So that's just a little background biblically about Lucifer. Last week we talked about how we need the division in order to recognize unity. Darkness is the division. Darkness is what distorts. So with that, evil, when we're looking in terms of the language of the cosmos, mathematics, evil is division. For the universe to love itself, it had to split into two. In order to go to one again, you must divide to connect. It's not evil, it's simply just math, division. Let's take a look at what evil is to us. First thought is what we have in the movies. And the way I see evil is because we are energy and we operate on our consciousness and what we perceive our reality is through what our emotions are, evil is the emotion of fear. Everything evil stems from fear. So let's look at Hollywood in the movies. And on a personal matter, I always say my biggest regret is how many scary movies I watched when I was younger or even just in general because what you put in your head makes a huge impact on how you perceive your reality. And if you're constantly filling up your brain with, with bad, scary things, it, I genuinely think it's had an impact on my adult life on things I'm scared of. But going off of that, the Hollywood movies, the horror movies, they're demonic, evil spirits. You know, these types of movies, they're countless. They're endless. Back to what I was saying, they cause nightmares and they fill up the brain with negative physical thoughts. So when you're always watching all the about, about, you know, these exorcisms and demons and scary things, it's establishing fear. And you have to ask yourself, and actually it's funny that we did mention Zerka earlier because this is one thing that he has said, and I totally agree with this. You know, think about how much money Hollywood has and how how much money we could put into some badass movies about the Bible, about stories in the Bible. And it's like, yeah, you have the Arabic Passion of the Christ. That was a very low-funded movie. And it's like we get one, and you think about all how many horror movies there are out there about the Antichrist. Why is there so many movies about the Anti and not about the positives? And it's that's another conversation in itself, but... You have to see that this is instilling fear into the general public. It's, it's put into our reality. And there are illusions that we create into our reality. And we'll get into that. So therefore, in order to get rid of evil, you have to get rid of the fear. You know, on our conversations about etymology, we talk about the hidden secrets to, you know, hidden truths that go on that are in front of our eyes. And you don't really see the meaning of 
why it was even like, what is the meaning of that? What is the symbol of that? Why did we create that? And another example to how we're perceiving evil differently is the Illuminati. I'm going to say it. It's the Illuminati. Uh, Let's take a look at it. The symbol is a triangle with an eye in the middle. Little dashes at the top. The Illuminati symbol. What's on our dollar bill is the representation of the number nine. And we've talked about nine, numerology, and the dimensions. Nine is unity. Nine is everything. Nine is yin-yang, I am. Nine is creation. The I. I, I-E-Y-E has a numerical value in the Pythagorean chart of nine. E is five. 5 plus 5, 10. Y is 7. 27. 2 plus 7 is 9. Okay? The triangle, 180. Angles add up to 9. 1 plus 8 is 9. The circle, 360 degrees. 3 plus 6 is 9. The dashes represent opening the crown chakra. The eye represents the third eye. 9... In the Pythagorean chart is the only number that has two letters to their numerical value. So every single number has three letters. Nine has two. Two letters are I and R. This stands for illusion and reality. See where I'm going here. Third eye, crown chakra, nine, creation, illusion and reality. This is the symbol of Illuminati. Uh, (laughs) illusion I and R, illusion and reality. This is also incarnation and reincarnation. This resembles the end of old, the beginning of new. You can call it evil be good, dark be light, lesson be experience, distortion be creation. So, the Bible. We could say... It is one of the keys to the universe. It is filled with metaphors. That is because we're energy beings given intelligence and free will, and we like to create stories. We operate on illusions and realities. We like to create illusions into our reality. If not, we'd be bored. Let's go into what is heaven and what is hell. Heaven and hell are two extremes of the subconscious. So when I talk about how we live in 5D and 3D and we live in these dimensions, these are two extremes of living in how you perceive a reality. It doesn't really exist. It's adaptable to your own state of mind. So when you die, we've talked about how energy cannot be distorted. It can only be transferred. So when you die, your information is transcending into another frequency. So these people that are at a very low vibration frequency, perceiving reality in the physical, when people describe hell as fire and demons, the people who die that are at a very low frequency see all of their fears becoming true. And this is in the fourth dimension, because in the fourth dimension, there's no time, no space. So when you die and you're at this low frequency, you're in the fourth dimension. Timelessness, no space. And the people who have came back from that and have wrote about it, 
and how they describe hell, they've described their own personal hell. It's interesting because we're talking about all of these ideologies, but really we have to think about it in a universal cosmic sense of we're energy, we're our consciousness, and we're perceiving things, we're in these dimensions perceiving this reality, these illusions that we create into a reality mirroring off of one another. And when we talk about the metaphor of heaven and hell, you can achieve heaven and you can achieve hell, your own personal hell. So a lot of people say living on earth is, is hell, is like hell. And a lot of people say living on earth could be like heaven. And this is when I go into what I talk about. 5D is 5D, the fifth dimension. When I said that in order to be in 5D, you have to enjoy the third and the fourth. And that is because you have to achieve 5D from the third to know all your possibilities in the fourth to achieve the fifth. And that is heaven. When we talk about the new earth, the Bible talks about the new earth. Dolores Cannon, I'll quote her. She says the new earth is 5D, baby. The fifth dimension, it is enjoying. It is living in a state of enjoying everything. It is a state of heaven. And we'll mention that again. We're going off of that. Because now we're going to get into revelations. Why did the Bible talk about revelations? What does this all mean? We are aware that we do have, we talk about evil, we do have evil things, we do have distortion that goes on on our planet because in order for us to learn anything and to find ourselves, we need the distortion. We need the distortion for the light, so we do have distortion going on. And that's a better way to put all of the bad stuff going on in the universe, all of the evil. Before we get into the revelations, shout out to Leonhart Church. Uh, five tips on how to read the book of Revelation. One, a personal blessing comes upon you when you read the book to help you understand. Two, there's two stories going on at the same time, a story in heaven and a story on earth. Three, it uses old day terminology to explain new day modern events. Four, the book is like a movie. It goes back and forth from the past to the present to the future and so on. And five, you must constantly read the book to understand it, to fully grasp it. We'll start with Revelation 19, 11 to 21. This is when Jesus returns to the battle of Armageddon. This is when he kills everyone with the mark of the beast and he banishes Satan to hell. But there's a catch. He only locks up Satan for a thousand years. Revelation 20, 1 to 6. The earth is going to go through a major, beautiful transformation. This is when Judgment Day holds and the believers will be with Jesus. And this is called the Millennial Kingdom. Put emphasis on the on Millennial. Continuing on, Satan is then released and he tricks the nations again. God comes back and he annihilates and wins again. So that's what very... I mean, there's a lot of things going on, but that's a very that a very quick sum up of the book of Revelation. This is a dreamlike sequence of metaphors. For example, let's take the lake of fire. What was thrown in the lake of fire was hell and death. 
We threw in hell in the lake of fire. We threw in hell and death in the lake of fire. Does that make sense? There's a metaphor there. Do you see what I'm saying? Why would God cast hell and death in the lake of fire? Get rid of hell and death. That is because he was creating a new earth. This is the 5D consciousness. Talk about God. Talk about Jesus. I am oneness. We are God. We are all together. We are energy from the source. We're the first coming and the second coming. In your birth chart, when we're talking astrology, Saturn is going to be in a certain house when you were born. Now, go back from the beginning. Saturn, Satan, Samael. Saturn is going to be in a certain house right when you're born. Then you're going to see it in your chart two more times. It's going to be a first time and a second time. You can look this up. Look up your uh, look up uh, where Saturn is when you're born, and then after that, look up what years when Saturn returns back to that sign, back to that house. This is called the second Saturn of return. Okay, so there's one, there's two in astrology sense. In the Book of Revelation, Saturn, Satan, he came twice. He came once. He got defeated. He came a second time. He got defeated again. Could we say that Saturn, this consciousness, is a personal second coming? It is realizing that you are Jesus Christ. It's not Jesus Christ coming. It's realizing that it is within. How it all mixes up in the universal truths and combining everything. Back in the day... They were using astrology. They saw Saturn was going to come again. Maybe that's why they called it that. Different views solve problems. What Christianity did was it stuck to one view. Any other option was bad. And they created the devil. The devil wasn't created until the Middle Ages, okay? And it was created off of European tradition of fertilization. Check this out. <laughs> Back in the day, it was a large female rule. It was a matriarchal society, and there was a group of healers, consider them witches. And this group, they resembled, you know, fertilization for women. And the symbol of this group was the goat. The reason why it was the goat is because the goat to them resembled life. You have the milk, the horn to call, the meat to eat, the wool to cover. And in ancient Greece and the Middle East, they had the god of fertility and wisdom, which was Baphomet, and he resembled the possibility to create. And these two ideologies are what we resemble to be the devil now. So you can see how we've developed all of these stories. We create them into realities. And it all lies within our consciousness and how we're perceiving everything. So we have second coming second coming of saturn second coming of satan second coming of jesus personal second coming of yourself tuning your frequency all of these low vibrations going on is just a grand play orchestrated and we are the vibrations and the frequencies choosing what we want to be on. If you want to be in a state of hell in a low vibration, you're going to experience the fears. You're going to experience hell because the fears within you is how you perceived your reality. If you are on a state of a high vibration of a new earth, 
Jesus. He said, I am, I am God. He resembles all of us. He resembles, we are all God. He said, we are going, we are going to overcome Satan. You're going to live in a state, if you're not marked by the beast, the marked by the beast is, is tuning into that low frequency where you're going to live in a, in, in a state of hell. If not, you live in a state of heaven with God. You're perceiving it. You're in 5D. You're not in the fourth dimension. Opportunity to come back. There's a second coming. These could be battles in our life when we're overcoming things. For these lessons and experiences, for the distortion, for the creation of energy. So in the book of Revelations, when they say that there's a war in heavens, it's confusing to most when they say, oh, we're switching from heaven to earth. It's because we're switching from ideas of perceiving this consciousness and that consciousness of perceiving this reality and that. We are going in between dimensions when we're reading the book of Revelation, in and out of different perspectives of consciousness. This is why they call it a spiritual war. These aren't, it's not spirits, they're, it's not spirits going around, you know, doing things. Spiritual war is our souls, you know, in battle with itself on our lessons and experiences into building our higher self, into building our energy up, into tuning our frequency up, into connecting with the rest of us. This state of evil, it's, it's bad, but it's good. Evil is necessary for us to achieve the heaven demons are delusion tune your frequency demons distort they're in the fourth dimension we're talking about a state of hell demons distort they're doing their part you need to distort light so we can have things physically literally we need to distort the light so we can have things so we can have things energetically you have something that they are supposed to divide evil needs to divide for you to create right so your consciousness is to unify you thank the demons that's how you win because if not then the low vibrations you're stuck on a low vibration they're winning you don't fight them they have eternity they're in the 4d recognize these illusions Realize what you're putting into your reality. Realize the metaphors. Realize the truths within. Connection to all of this. I mean, really, seriously, I mean, I got asked a question on, on the dimensions and revelations. And, and we came up with the fact that how astrology, the Bible, and energy all resemble a second coming. A consciousness. The collective consciousness. God's word, a collective consciousness. Why do you think he said these things? It's all right there. Unify. So, yeah, that was, that was a big one. That was a big one. I'm going on a lot of travel plans for the holidays, going back home. Don't know if I'm going to post an episode next week or not, because I will be in the middle of traveling. But... And it will be right after Christmas. It's, yeah, Christmas is on Monday. So I hope everyone has, you know, this is interesting that I didn't even realize that I did that. Did I really just do a revelation 
episode of Revelations is a metaphor and we're in, you know, choose to be in the 4D or 5D, you know, heaven or hell right before Christmas. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, so I hope everyone has a an amazing Christmas. You know, there there is a lot of unfortunate circumstances going on. Appreciate all of the beautiful times we have. I wish everyone a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays. My love and blessings to all. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in this week. You can find me on all platforms at official Tony Scardino. Please like, rate, comment, subscribe. And again, I hope you guys have an amazing rest of the holiday season. All right. God save the queen, man.